0: Steve, happy Monday. How's it going, man?
1: Uh, good. Yeah, really good. Had a good uh, Mother's Day weekend. Had, uh, yeah, it was just a great time with family, hanging out. Got in a uh, couple like really long bike rides, which is nice. Kind yeah. of uh, like little mini death hikes where you're like ride. You know, you're basically kind of sick for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just takes you push, it out of exert you. yourself so much that you're just like, Ugh, got no energy. But those they feel good. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's been good. So, yeah. how about you?
0: It was good, man, other than uh, getting my wife, and I quote, pathetic flowers for Mother's Day. It was good. Oh. I was was out cutting the grass earlier last week, and there was these wildflowers that were growing kind of like on the edge of my property, Mm -hmm. and they were really pretty, and I was like, oh, I'm going to remember that for Mother's Day. So I always get up before my wife, and I uh, got up yesterday and went and picked these wildflowers and brought them in and put them in a vase. She didn't realize that they were wildflowers. And so it, it, they did look pretty crappy when I put them in a vase. It wasn't a great quantity by any means. And uh, so like I made her breakfast and we're hanging out with kids. And I was like, oh, did you see the flowers? Because she didn't say anything. She's like, yeah, thanks. And I was like, oh, they're wildflowers. She's like, oh, good. She's like, I thought you bought those. I thought they were pretty pathetic. <laughs> but it was all good once she realized I just picked them. Once they're wildflowers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh yeah so recovered <laughs> that's awesome. from that one
0: yeah <laughs> oh man yeah it's uh it's crazy times man may things are warming up and uh man makes me excited to to get closer and closer to september been shooting my bow more been shooting the rifle just getting
1: things dialed it's fun times mm, absolutely yeah it's uh it's just yeah it's like may may is kind of like the last um month i feel like i have so, uh, like it's more more low-key laid back you know work is more proactive like things that need to get done long term and then yeah. second we start rolling into june the uh, june july august is our busy busy season so then it's just kind of surviving that so it's a uh, yeah i was just going through my list of stuff to do last night and like okay i better get get all this done by may 31st because yeah once june hits things really turn the corner and get a lot busier so. yeah for sure
0: well, we, uh, despite the weather getting warmer, we actually had some questions on cold weather guys planning for hunts for next fall. Um, we'll kick off with this one short and sweet. A guy just asked, how do you guys store your boots overnight to keep them from freezing
1: solid? Hmm. Um, I don't know if there's any, I guess I don't have any like mind blowing tricks. The only thing I would do is you know, you'd be surprised what just a little bit of cover does for that, mm-hmm. and and by cover just covering the boots. So um, obviously, if you're in a tent, get them inside the tent, and then I would put, you know, lay your pack on top of them. Um, for me, I I fairly commonly just because I'm sleeping in a tarp and bivy sack most of the time, I'll just throw all the items uh, that are loose. Uh, I just have my pack laying next to me, and I just throw them inside the pack, so my boots would just go inside the pack and. And that'll help keep the frost on them and, and, you know, they're not going to freeze up as bad. Obviously if it's, you know, so miserably cold, if it's, you know, below 10 degrees you know, for the majority of the night, things are just going to freeze up regardless and there's nothing you can do, but just kind of suffer through that in the morning. Um, but I think there's, there's also little, little tricks you can do of, um, like what, uh, the one that I think is kind of cool with it, like an algae bottle is, is get some water boiling and throw it in an algae bottle and. Uh, you could, you know, simply like boil that, wrap it all up, throw it inside your, inside your um, uh, backpack and then kind of heat up the boots mm-hmm. or something like that if they're truly, truly frozen. But sometimes that's just one of those things of uh, you just kind of need to man up in the morning and put those cold boots on and start hiking and then things will thaw out as you go. So, yeah. Um, but it's not a fun, fun experience for sure. Especially if they were slightly damp, you know, and where they're truly like frozen on the inside, that's kind of miserable. But um, one of the One of the things of hunting you just got to deal with sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's been times where I've, you know, it doesn't help the boots be any warm, but just delayed putting them on until I basically had to, right? So if I can be sitting Mm -hmm. in my tent or, you know, maybe even have my feet in my sleeping bag while I'm tidying up or while I'm, you know, cooking breakfast or coffee or whatever, basically getting as much done as I can so that when I do throw the boots on, I can just basically get busy and kind of forget about my cold feet. Um, that, and just starting with fresh socks, um, fresh, warm socks, I should say is helpful. I typically will, if I'm not going to, you know, wear the socks I wore that night to sleep in, um, you know, just storing my extra pair of socks in my sleeping bag so that they're warm. And then even just putting on uh, a fresh pair and by fresh, a lot of times they're not fresh. They've been worn a previous day, but, um, changing up your socks, putting on some warm socks, um, to at least start off with that helps a little bit. But yeah, it's just one of those things. There's not much you can do other than you said covering them makes a huge difference. Obviously some guys are going to pack hand warmers. You could throw hand warmers in your boots. You mentioned the warm water. So there certainly are things you can do. Um, I just don't typically go out of my way to do that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So anything that throwing hand warmers in there would be like, they were wet when you went to bed and completely frozen where the Sort of the boot, like the leather doesn't even flex anymore, you know, which I've been in that situation. Um, But for the most part, it's just, yeah, get your jam your foot in there and start hiking and it'll thaw out pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you mentioned covering them. If it's cold, but you're not wearing your puffy, like maybe you not only drape something over your boots, but maybe it's your puffy, right? To try and keep them somewhat insulated overnight. Um, You're obviously not. You're not having the benefit of the reason a puffy jacket works is it's using your own body heat and <laughs> boots don't have heat to begin with to like retain, but um, I'm sure that'd probably help a little bit. So yeah, there's just not not too much you can do there. Um, cold weather, a guy was riding in, he's going up for his first caribou hunt, going out of Katsubu, which is what we did this past fall. Yeah, he's hunting late August, um, basically looking at the gear list from his transporter and his transporter uh, on the gear list said they needed a negative 20 degree sleeping bag. Um, oh. Yeah, which is impressive, negative 20. Yeah. So he was asking, in our experience, is that what we would really recommend or is this just a case of the um, of the transporter basically covering their butt and making sure that guys take it seriously right and don't show up with um gear that's right. not equipped so um yeah negative 20 is overkill it, yeah i took you know my 15 degree quilt was plenty warm with that and my sleeping pad um i just don't think you need to go too crazy it, it is pretty common to uh, to see not negative 20 but look at a lot of gear lists from either guides or transporters and it's common to see a 0 degree bag um and it is alaska so even in August or September, it definitely can be cold. Um, But this guy also specifically mentioned he was going to have puffy jacket and puffy pants. So I think if you have a teens to 20s bag, a good pad, puffy jackets, and puffy pants, you're going to be more than fine.
1: Yeah, that'd be my my exact... The the two trips I've had up there, I've had a 20-degree quilt. Um, And then I think I probably took my liner... Uh, that, that sea of summit reactor liner I have, uh, and maybe use it on some of the colder nights that first trip. I don't, I didn't bring it to this last trip, but, um, yeah, I, I, it is Alaska. Uh, I think anything can happen. That's probably why the transporter is saying negative 20. Uh, if you wanted to be over prepared, I'd say a zero would be more than plenty. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, if if he's already got a 20, uh, I wouldn't hesitate just to take that, use it. And, and yeah, especially if got his puffy pants, puffy jacket. Mm. -hmm. Yeah. Cool.
0: There's an interesting question that came up. Um, It's thought-provoking, and I like it. I'll (laughs) summarize it because it was a longer email, but to get to the point, he basically said, with so many awesome hunting companies that make lightweight gear designed by hunters and made for hunting, as opposed to some outdoor gear companies that may want to shut hunting down, why do you guys mention and support non-hunting companies? Um, and he didn't mention anything specifically that we have mentioned or supported, like, he wasn't questioning, I don't think, a specific item, or at least he didn't say that. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts there? Because from clothes to, I guess, potentially some other gear, you know, not everything that we talk about or use or necessarily recommend
1: or mention is a quote unquote hunting gear All item. Right. I mean, I just you know as a high level I'm just looking for the best um, gear I can get you know obviously weighing in price and availability and all all that stuff but I'm looking for the best I can get regardless of who the company is um, so oftentimes that means branching outside the hunting community you know the hunting as a general statement and it's it's they're catching up clothing's catching up for sure and in, in some instances. I think the hunting com the hunting clothing companies have gear that's better. Some of the, um, when I was doing uh down jacket research a few months ago, um, I, some of the, not the down jackets, there's still better options out there. Um, you know, but if you're, if I was just, I was purely looking at downfill weight and total weight of the, of the garment. Um, but inside the rain jackets, I was really, really impressed. Like some of the, um, you know, like first light seek stuff is is really as good as it gets when it comes to a, I have experience, so I know, but b that when they have like the independent testing of of waterproof uh, breathability ratings, um, there's not much out there that's better. Uh, so I was impressed with that. but as a as a general statement, you could probably branch out and find better, more technical stuff outside of the hunting market. You know the hunting's fairly old school and and lags behind uh, the outdoor stuff in in certain areas. So, um, yeah, so that's my, like, I'm just looking for the best there are, and I can't, well, I can't even think of any really, but as long as a company isn't actively anti hunting and promoting to shut down hunting, supporting PETA, you know, um, stuff like that, then I really don't have an issue with it. Um, you know, I, I take a fairly libertarian view when it comes to things like this, like believe whatever the heck you want to believe, but as long as you're not like actively trying to impose your beliefs on my life, then I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not trying to jam hunting down your throat and you're trying, not trying to jam anti hunting down my throat and trying to shut things down. So, um, you know, I, I get it. If whoever started some tent company grew up in a city, uh, you know, outside of doing a few backpacking trips here and there, they never can, you know, they've to them hunting is this completely foreign concept. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hunting is strange, trying to explain that to my three-year-old daughter that I go out and kill animals. She just looks at me like, "Uh, what, Dad? Uh, (laughs) You know? So, um, yeah, like, again, I I just take this, like, if if you're not jamming it down my throat, uh, do whatever you want and and vice versa. So, yeah. yeah, But And I think there's, you know, like, um, I don't know if this is still the case anymore. I think Jetboil's got bought out. But Jetboil, they... From my understanding, like, I mean, I know we reached out to them early on and and they were like, you know, we, uh, basically like we don't mind you using our products, but we don't want to sponsor you because of basically the negative backlash they would get from the, from the anti-hunting crowd. Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate and frustrating, but again, I don't, as long as they're not out there like trying to ban hunting, eh, whatever. So, Mm um, yeah, that's my, my take on it. Like, again, I'm just looking for the best stuff there is and. Uh, wherever that lands, that lands. Yeah.
0: Right. And I would say on the flip side of that part of the reason, um, it's worth looking at quote unquote non hunting alternatives. And again, I'm not saying anti hunting. I'm just saying companies that aren't specifically making or marketing products towards the hunting market is the exact opposite, not opposite, but an alternative to what you said of looking for the best is just looking at budget. So guys who are just getting started, if they think they have to buy every clothing item from a hunting company, mm. they're just flat out going to spend more money than if they were to consider alternatives that were um, as equivalent or better performance, but were able to get at a better price and better price doesn't always mean retail to retail, but you know, if you expand your options, there's more options for then deals and clearance and off season stuff too. Right. So whether you're looking for the best or whether you're looking to, you know, stick to a budget, you're just going to run into alternatives from companies that are not hunting companies that give you more options. And then there's, you know, you just, there are companies that maybe you don't know their position on, and maybe they don't support hunting or wouldn't support hunting publicly, like, you know, what we've understood or at least experienced on a a small scale from Jepo in the past. But then I think of companies like take tarp tent, for example, I don't see them popping up in, uh, like hunting magazines. For example, they make great shelters. They don't appear to, um, from what I've seen market towards hunters, but if you go look at their product pages on, you know, they have a, multiple, uh, different shelter options and models and, uh, a lot of variety there. One of the things that they do on their product pages is say that this shelter is good for these activities. And they specifically list hunting as activities that that shelter may or may not be good for. And that's right there with backpacking and bikepacking. And tarp tent is very well known in non-hunting circles and quote-unquote granola circles and what probably are some anti-hunting circles. But that's a company that's an example of they are not marketing towards hunters, but they're clearly not anti-hunting. And they're right. willing to on their products, you know, put in there that this is a, a great option for hunting. So there, you know, there's just a lot. There's a a scale there, right? From we just make we are hunters and we just make products for hunting to um, anti hunters, and there's a lot of in between there. That's maybe up to the person to kind of weigh for themselves. Mm-hmm. When you said uh, explaining hunting to your three year old, it made me think. Last night we were at my parents' uh, house. Um, they have thirty acres, and we've been cutting trails through there for a couple of years. And so we were taking a hike on this trail, and we came across a, a pretty fresh deer kill um, within like probably two three weeks. Um, so it was you know bones and hair and all kinds of stuff. And uh, my my dad said to my daughter, "Kind of makes you sad seeing an animal like die, or think of animals dying, doesn't it?" And she, I forget what her exact words, but she was like yeah but they're so tasty
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's awesome yeah it was like very Uh,
0: like quick like actual reaction i was like oh that's nice fair point
1: perfect (laughs) so what's killing a a deer in missouri
0: uh probably coyotes
1: coyotes okay yeah
0: yeah it was i'm you know you know unless it was uh whether that deer was taken down by coyotes or had some sort of injury and you know Mm -hmm. it became a coyote kill um you know that they ravaged but it was uh just looking at bone structure and the skull was there too it was a pretty small doe um so it could have easily been taken down by coyotes for sure yeah that or bigfoot we'll see yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was coyotes (laughs) Uh, cool. Well that's good for a Monday minute. We got uh more coming on the podcast this week. We're continuing the um the Pack Essentials series, you and I, Steve, so that'll be the full episode on Wednesday. And then we have bonus episodes this month on Fridays. That's uh we're kind of just informally calling it firearm Fridays, but another discussion, you know, last week last week we talked with Brian Litz all about external ballistics and BCs, uh, which are ballistic coefficients and, and all that, which was a fascinating conversation. Um, and this week we're going to transition a little bit more to terminal ballistics, so bullet performance on game, um, selecting bullets, understanding bullet construction, and that type of deal. So two new episodes coming this week on Wednesday and Friday. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you have questions, feedback, anything like that, just send us an email to podcast exomountgear.com. And if you're enjoying the show, a review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this would be super helpful. Hit subscribe. We'll talk to you soon.